Saturday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, we're on the road, and we ran down to Arizona for Volkstock, and while I was down there, I figured, who better to get than my boy Brentley with Loud Luggage. Brentley, welcome yeah. to the podcast. What's up, guys? <laughs> so we've been, uh, you know, I ran across Brentley. I've, se- I've, I've seen you f- over, the, over the few years just at shows and whatnot, but never really got to kind of kick it with you or get to chat with you, and then you started, doing the loud, started seeing the Loud Luggage thing everywhere. Yeah. And uh, we've been kind of connecting on Instagram a couple times. Yeah, it's getting louder. Yeah, yeah. And so it's for sure getting loud up in here. So um, <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, Brentley's been down here doing big things uh, in Tempe, Arizona. He's been building these uh, luggage pieces that have full-blown systems in them, rechargeable plug-in, the whole nine yards. And we're going to get into that on today's show. But most yeah, importantly, buddy. you know what we always start with, right? What's your VW story, yeah, and how coming. did you get into VW? I man? knew that was coming. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to you because these guys have been here for like an hour setting up, and I feel so honored to even be <laughs> on this microphone. So, no, bro. thank you, dude, because your podcast like saved me when I was living in Maricopa. Yeah, an hour there and back from the shop the last eight months gave you something and to listen to. I just listened to so many of them, man, and like. My favorite ones were uh, Bruce Myers. Yeah. Dude, that, that's so cool. But uh, anyways, I was thinking about my, where the Volkswagens came from. Yeah. And my earliest memory, I must say, is my uh, family back from Alabama. Um, basically, my uncle, when we'd go to his house, uh, it was like three-hour drive from my grandpa's. He had a bunch of Volkswagens. Like, we're talking about, like, that photo in the forest of the V-dubs with like the smashed in hoods. And I'm like jumping on them (laughs) 10 years old, you know? And the story is he restored a like 64 Chevy and some guy wanted it so bad. He was like, I'll trade you 20 Volkswagens for it. 20. He said, okay. Yeah. So he got the, he got 20 of them. So when I was like 10 years old, Alabama. Right. And uh, all I really cared about was the go-kart that was on the ground, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, he was like, he had this orange Super Beetle. And he was like, I got a Super Beetle. You know, that some bitch do 70 miles an hour and all this stuff. Like, no shit. Like, to this day, I think he still has it. Nice. Like, it's on Google Earth, you know. Like, you can see yeah, it there. Yeah. So uh, he had one of those, like, MG or Mercedes kit cars or something mm-hmm. and a bunch of them. But... Uh, you know, basically from there, I didn't really get into Volkswagens until about high school. And uh, I, I uh, BMX life at the skate park yeah. and stuff. And then... So what, but what made you pick a Volkswagen? Um, I think it was my friend Jake. He, yeah. uh, Jake Bowen over at Bowen Built. He had a bug. It was like a 71. He was like, hey, you want to help me slam this thing? I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't even know. Like, you know, I'm looking at this thing like it's a bug in the backyard. Cool. But once we slammed it and then went on a drive with the stinger and stuff, it was so funny. It was stuck in first gear. We drove all the way to the car wash in first gear to go wash it and stuff. It was all slammed out. Hitting the (laughs) reflectors in the road, you know? And, uh, Jake kind of got me bit by the bug, man, for real. I was like, I got to get one. I need a bug. Yeah, all the But thing- I wanted a bus. Well, all the things that are out there, right? You look at the Volkswagens, and they're probably the most affordable thing, usually for a lot of us guys coming up, yeah. that, that we can get on the cheap and look cool, right? Yeah, I mean, they were everywhere in my neighborhood. Everywhere. And it was, like, cheap. I mean, I, they were, like, 1000 bucks all day, you know, right. back when I was in high school. And uh, it's crazy story is... Uh, 
So this guy was helping us out with BMX videos and stuff, and he had a bus in his backyard. It was a bay window, 77, lowered, orange and white, but it was like sitting there. And I go, hey, what do you want for that thing? And he goes, I'll trade you your GoPad for it. I was like, you want my GoPad? Really? For real. Like I had this chromed out GoPad from Sidewalk Surfer, like all the nuts and bolts. Like old school GoPad? GoPad. Push California GoPad. Really? Yeah. And I had it badass. Like everything you can think of that was, you know, done to chrome, you name it, dude. It was like $1,500 and stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. (laughs) And he goes, I want your GoPad. Cause they were hot back then. Sure. And now they're coming back. They're still super collectible. Dude, they're expensive. If you look them up right now, they're they're coming back. So I go, yeah, done, but I'm keeping my GoPad engine. He's like, cool. So he trades me this bus, no joke, title and all, really? for a GoPad, a push, like no engine. And uh, my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting this bus. Like, I, I, I got to have Volkswagen. Right. You know? And uh, yeah, so that was like, you know, that was my first Volkswagen. It was my 77 bus. I got photos of it on the Samba. It's like, I got this bus, it's right. I spray painted it flat black, <laughs> red wheels. Of course, of course. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was cool. We put an upright motor in it. I paid this, uh, this sand rail guy. We called him Fast Eddie. Mm-hmm. He's from the neighborhood. He did all kinds of stuff, turboed stuff and sand rails. And I was like, hey, can you come wire this thing up? And I didn't know anything back then. Sure. And uh, he came for 50 bucks, wired the whole bus to... I mean, it's probably only a few wires. Right. Back then, to me, I was like, yeah, this is spaghetti. Impossible. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is crazy. And five minutes later, he's like, go ahead and turn the key, you know? And I'm like, what? It runs. So, yeah. That's, that's legit. That was my first bus. How long did you bomb around that dude in? Uh, I actually just drove it up and down the street. And, yeah, because uh, you're 14. Young. You, yeah, you didn't have like, your license. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> You do like the after school parade pass through the neighborhood and then park it? <laughs> basically, yeah. My mom would be like, you can't be driving that thing. And I'd like... And actually, the fuel pump went out, so I would just like fill the carb up, get like a block or two, have to push it back sometimes, you know, it was was pretty good. But uh, yeah, we put a roof rack on it, uh, a middle seat, but it was turned sideways, long ways, you Uh know, and uh, I ended up trading it for a Chevy truck, a 63 Chevy long bed. Right. And it was like all original paint, just needed a carburetor, then ended up trading that and like getting a Carmagia. And uh, I bought this Carmagia that used to sit off university, which mm-hmm. is crazy because it's right next to this place where my buddy lives. And uh, it used to just sit there for years. And I just said, hey, what do you want for that thing? So I ended up getting a Carmagia because after like the bus and a few like flips or whatever, I, uh, I wanted to go fast. So I was like, I got to get a Carmagia. And that thing was just so full of Bondo. I had to get rid of that. <laughs> Went through a few bugs. But uh, the main thing I had was a 66 pink bug in high school. Yeah. It's kind of what all my friends know me for. Pink, huh? Like pink. like like 80 style. Yeah, it was like a salmon pink. And uh, the crazy story is it sat there in the neighborhood, MP5 spokes, all chromed out, 1776. And everyone tried to buy it. And the guy was like, no, not for sale, you know. And one day I was like you know, I think Jake got a few more bugs and I was like, I got to get a bug, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to roll with my homies. So, uh, I went up to the door and I was like, Hey, do you want to sell your bug? And the guy's like, yeah, how about 1400 bucks? Get and I'm like 1400 bucks for a slam pink bug and MP5 spokes chromed out mode. Like I was like, Oh my God, you know? And I, I shit you not. I was like, I, uh, I worked at the lube shop 
lube and tune uh-huh. right down the street from it. I was like, Hey man, I got a few paychecks coming. Let me save up. My grandpa actually in Alabama helped me. He said, I'll pay for half. So 700, 700. Right. I think it was like, I don't even know. How, I honestly don't remember if it was like a few days or a week or two weeks. But I remember I got that thing as fast as I could and uh, we couldn't get a run in. And I mean, I tried to push starting it. It was just ridiculous. So I told my mom, I'm like, Hey, bring the Chevy Cavalier over and actually uh, tied a toe strap to around the car. Bu- around the bumper? In, my, in the back of the car. No, I secured it well. I kind of knew Did what I was doing <laughs> with that stuff. But my mom, no joke, towed me in the bug to that dude Ed's house, Fast, Fast Eddie. Eddie. And uh, I was like, hey, man. Like, I mean, it was only you know probably a mile or two. So it kind of worked out. It was like the next neighborhood over. I was like, mom check it out. I'm the brakes, you know? And we're like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like yelling at my mom. My mom's like yelling at me. She's freaking out. But the cool thing is, dude, she was there for me, you know, she did it. And, uh, so we drop it off there and I don't, he like went through the carbs and got it all tuned up. And I think like a few days later I was like drifting sideways and just destroying (laughs) it and like tire old riding on old tires and that's you know. everybody's move, man. The first car, like you have no idea. All you care about is just driving it crazy yeah. and hammer down and like just drive it till the till it falls apart. I did not care about anything except for driving that thing, man. Like I would sit in it and just dream. Like I was like, I need to lower it more, narrow beam. We used to go to the uh, used tire shop and get like five dollar donut tires. Oh, the spares, slap the, them the on temps. the front for like ten bucks. <laughs> alignment was never right because we didn't know how to do that so not important yeah Yeah. just go get another donut tire for 10 bucks that's it man in like a month because it was that bad you know (laughs) yeah and so you were talking about a bus so you eventually rolled into so how long did you have that bug for before you got into your bus i had a i had the bug for a couple years then i sold it because i was like i got to get another Kia. Cause the first one was Bondo. The Gia bug was still in you, dude. It was like, still like, and was, this OG one popped up. This old lady, it was like one respray, 65 Gia, six volt heater, heater boxes, worked, everything. Turnkey. Uh, I think it was 4,500 bucks. I brought the guy like 4,200. I was like, I sold my bug to get this, you know? And he's like, cool. You know? And so we, uh, me and my best friend drove that Gia up North heater boxes sweated us out i couldn't believe it the little six volt just went up the mountains it was so cool that's why i love me just a stock motor oh yeah stock cars just stock cars seem to just like you just get in it i used to have a bug with a 36 in it like no matter what of all my cars i could go to that car turn the key it would fire up didn't matter how long it sat for yeah exactly and it didn't have tons of power but it's weird because the power matches the weight of the car so it doesn't feel underpowered Yeah. Unless you've driven a big bug and you're feeling like you're trying to ring its neck. Or you got neck. four or five homies with BMX bikes on the roof back and it's <laughs> right? like doing 50, you know? Like, yeah. So uh, the gear stuck around for a little bit and I sold it. I went through a few bugs. Mm-hmm. I think I had like four bugs. I airbagged one. Um, I went through a pan. I worked for Buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was working for Buddy over at Type 1 Restorations, what's up, Buddy? So, uh, so, so back it up. So how'd you meet buddy? How do you meet buddy? Cause uh, buddy was like the dude that had the purple bug with the white window rubber. A lot of people don't know that buddy hell. I remember that buddy hell. Yeah, I don't know that buddy. Hell. That, that buddy hell on the back of the early, early nineties, uh, hot VWs, the back cover is a Rocky mountain motor works ad. And there's a purple bug no on Chrome way. five spokes with white window. Was rubber. Was that his dude. first bug? That's buddy. Hell, That's dude. what he's talking That's about. My dog. Oh man. <laughs> so my, my boy, uh, Trevor Reese uh-huh. over at rusty gold restorations, 
he uh he actually got me the job over there because you know i met trevor through hood ride derek right. and like hood ride stuff like that was the jam right you know, rusty gold and coming out of the lake and yeah so uh trevor was basically like hey you need a job and i was like yeah i do i came back from apache lake worked there for a summer job and started working for buddy and just like that attention to detail is like how yeah i always think of like because of all those guys yeah buddy Matt Howard, Trevor, Kevin, like all these guys with their attention to detail. Well, Arizona, Arizona is a, a, a huge hotbed of like high detailed VW it's builders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, even even on the OG vintage side, there's uh, I think it's Dick Christensen lives down here, and he's got uh, a DNS vert and some a bunch of vintage stuff. But there's there's a lot of stuff in Arizona and a yeah. lot of a lot of really good builders here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So basically started ripping cars apart, like, hey, go take that apart and sand this and stuff. I was never really like the uh, bodywork guy. That was more like Trevor and them and Brandon and all those guys. Because it was when Matt and Buddy were together. Right, that's right. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, back when my gear, probably when they were doing my gear or maybe just before so my gear. So let me tell you, it's actually, <laughs> guess who, you probably don't realize this, but I delivered your carbon cab with Buddy. That was me. Oh, were you with him? I've been to your house. <laughs> and I was just under your gear drooling. You yeah. don't remember me, I don't, because I didn't really talk much or nothing. I just was there working with Buddy. I was like, oh, my God, I'm delivering well, a double cab. That's, like, crazy. If and, we think about it, the double cab that's out on the trailer outside because yep. we're here for Volkswagen. I can't believe you brought it. Like, yeah. that's, I have not seen that double cab since we dropped it off at your house. Well, that double cab has, <laughs> has got nine years and 5,000 miles on it, and they're not 5,000 no easy miles miles man yeah. like i drive the crap out of that thing and if we weren't pressed for time like i don't have a spare in it but i yeah. really don't care but i would have came down here but it's like hauling all my stuff for the podcast and all that it's yeah. like and with time constraints it was like nah let's not push it but yeah the the the, the carbon cabs out front it's man, crazy and, uh, you brought that because yeah uh, i did not expect the circle that. of life and you rolled by and i'm like i it just brought back all those memories i'm like <laughs> I don't think Bill realizes I was that kid, you know. It's no, like but nine years ago. But yeah, listen, that's yeah. It debuted in 2009, so I probably got that. It was in the mag. I take that back. The Gia was in the magazine 2009. The Carbon Cab was on the cover of the Vintage Special with me and my brother uh, in 2011. So that would have been around wow. nine or ten. So that's about ten years ago mm -hmm. that that was. So and, yeah. So check this out. <clears throat> you asked me how did I get my Type 34? Right. So hood ride Derek <laughs> rolled into the hood ride picnic once. And I was like, what is that? Somebody was like, it's a gear. And I was arguing like, no, it's not. No, it's not a gear. It's a Corvair. No. Yeah. And they're like, no man, type 34. And that's when I realized there's other things than, uh, buses and gears and bugs. The standard, you know? So I, I was like, Oh, square backs, fast backs, type 34. I'm like, I gotta have one. So if, like when I was at your house and the gear was on the lift and <laughs> I knew Buddy built that, but I wasn't, I don't think I helped on that. No, Buddy didn't and, tell you how uh, much he hated those cars. He did though. He did. I remember him like, I'll never do another one. Yeah. And I totally get it. Like there's a lot of weird stuff on there. Well, the thing with the gear is the gear is like a real, well, I don't want to say this in the wrong way. People get take this the wrong way. The gear is a real car. Yeah. In other words, the doors come off there. They need to be adjusted. Like bugs are pretty cut and dry. But the Gia with, you know, no window, no door frames, adjusting the windows for the angle, you know, yeah. all the rubber, all the parts and pieces, they're really, um, they're, they're a lot more detailed than a Beetle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. because after my and car was done, that's when David Ho called me, the blue Gia he built. Oh, okay. So David calls me yeah. and he's like, hey man, I've got a Gia. 
that I've had at this other shop for like 10 years and it's still wow. stripped and in primer. Oh my god. And gosh. he goes, would you recommend Buddy? And I said, yeah, bro. I said, listen, it ain't going to be cheap, but mm-hmm. he'll get it done, dude. Mm-hmm. And you know that was the next gear that came out. That was uh, another devastator. Yeah, yeah, full blown. And those were like, I was like, I gotta get one. I gotta get one. Yeah. And uh, basically, I built uh, an airbag '63 bug, all original paint and interior, um, just pan off. You know, buddy style, stainless steel, everything. I didn't do as crazy. He does like crazy finishing washers, and he gets stuff like machined. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's amazing. But, uh, and I wish, you know, but it's like very pricey, you know, but, um, so I ended up trading that for a Harley, which sounds crazy. But at the time <laughs> my friend was riding bikes and I've always rode motorcycles and right, stuff. Right. And you're not my, old enough. I'm not old enough for a Harley yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I really don't know why I did it. Cause the bug I put probably nine, 10 grand into right. tons of hours, blood, sweat and tears. You know, it was, it was badass. It was done. You know, it needed to be tuned up here and there after driving the crap out of it. But so I got this Harley. I thought it was worth all kinds of money. Man, those are nickel and dime everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I can't sell this thing for three, four grand. You can't give it away. I'm like, damn it. So I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? Head gaskets. I don't know if this is good. It started leaking a little, blah, blah, blah. So I see a Type 34 on uh, the Samba. Yeah. Samba.com. And uh, I'm like, no way. Mesa, it's this dude, Glenn. He's a local. Everybody knows uh-huh. Glenn. What's up, Glenn? And, uh, Basically, I hit him up because at the bottom of his ad, I said trade for motorcycle. And this Type 34, it was on there for three months. I remember being like, it's still on there? How much was he asking for it? 3500 bucks. <laughs> and it said it was flat black. The sit, good old days. Sitting in the weeds, cookie cutters. Uh, it was lowered, but not like that could have a stance just slammed flat. Right. Um, no narrowed beam or none of that stuff. And uh, basically, I, I was like, hey, I'll trade you this Harley. And he's like, you want to trade me? that because it was a nice that Harley. really nice super shiny harley yeah I mean, for was, this black primered yeah funky looking yeah and like the dash is falling off he's like it ran 10 years ago when i parked it there i was like i'll tell you what you get that you fire it up and i'll i'll bring the bike over with the title you know he t- like a day or two later he's, he's like, like trying to do yeah he's like running i'm like oh no way so i'm like all right i freaking rush over there he was probably like 10 15 minutes away from my apartment and uh I'm like, done. We're all stoked because the Harley was nice. It was like 2001. Perfect for him. You know, it was was raised, had a really cool cafe racer look. I'm sure he had his phone and sold it and whatever. Glenn's, you know, he does all kinds of cool stuff. So we like talk all night, you know, like, you know how it is when you get a car. VW guy. Super stoked. You're like, babe, I'll be quick (laughs) all night. You You were four hours. Where you been? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I ended up leaving his house. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah, type 34 title. Like, you know, it's all shitty. Like, wiring just is <laughs> hanging down. It had all these, like, it had all the Butt wiring. connectors it everywhere. It actually has all the original wiring, which is uh-huh. nice. But it was like, someone went through it and it kind of was hanging down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I tried, but like, you know, it's just with those type 34 columns, it's it's tight. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of tricky stuff. Yeah. I actually recently just got it fixed after the car sat for six years not running. 
but basically, uh, back to that story. So I run out, I get out of his house, get to the first corner. I'm like, yes, it's backfiring, smoking, (laughs) you name it. Probably hasn't really been driven. Right. And, uh, I'm like, I'm driving home. I don't even care. Like brakes (laughs) or not. Like I'm doing You might swing by the car wash on the way home to just polish her up. (laughs) uh, I'm getting to that. So basically, uh, I had no vehicle, but that is my only vehicle. And I did work close. So I could ride a bicycle if I needed to. Right. And, um, I got down to the main road, died. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I knew a little bit about the wiring and stuff. So I'm like, what's up with this wiring? And the whole column was just destroyed. spinning the whole key and everything. Just yeah. Spins. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So I get under there and I just like cut some wires. I'm like, I just hot wired it. And, uh, basically the lights are flickering. I had to like smack some stuff, clean some terminals, find some fuses on the ground. You know, it's like all kinds of stuff was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, this thing's a nightmare. There's like, the longest it was ride just home. sparking in the fuse <laughs> panel, you know? I'm like, okay. I traded a Harley for this. <laughs> the downward spiral like, trades. What did I do? But in my heart, it didn't even matter. You know, I was so stoked. It. So it started going. I got it home in my apartment. And it was all smoking and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I think the next day is actually when we went to the car wash and just started pressure washing it. Right. And that's like when like, I feel like that's when purple power came out because yeah. I was like, I'm going to get purple power and like soak this whole thing down, you know, cause it used to be like, put that shit on anything. It'll eat right. it up. So we soaked the whole car just to get all the dirt off. It's been sitting for 10 years. He has irrigation in his yard too. So it's like a lot of like crap under the car. Right. The rockers are a little rusty from that or who knows where it came from. But, um, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, is this flat black? really just wa- like washing off and i look and i'm like there's green there's nice green under here like the worst paint job ever the worst primer yeah, job ever yeah no it was totally era 2000 he was yeah. like man we flat black we, it was flat black was and in. can you believe i only used two cans yeah <laughs> they probably used a couple it was thick. i just fogged it on there yeah, yeah. no and they did the, oh, the purple part. power stripped it off so we're like we start soaking i'm like okay so we soak it a little bit and then i think we went and got a whole like big bottle of it and came back and just did the same thing. And we, we started at the top. And all, all of a sudden, you see drips coming down. And it's like green paint underneath. And it wasn't hurting the original paint, which I was like, okay, I'm cool with this. And I didn't even really care about original paint then. It wasn't like a I thing. do now. Right. It wasn't really it wasn't a, a thing, thing to me. Mm-hmm. Although, like, Hood Ride was about that, I didn't really understand it you know what i mean i was like okay i'm seeing shiny cars i'm seeing rusty cars like it didn't matter i just yeah, whatever to... happened to hood ride oh man i don't know i just i don't know he's in phoenix doing some big things oh is he still around yeah not doing volkswagen stuff he does still have the gear does he still have it's the gear downtown you can really? see it it's uh, i actually helped him probably a year ago tune up a 36 horse he bought and uh we were gonna get it rolling and he got like He's like, man, I can't believe the price for rims. I bought a set of rims and tires for like 600 bucks. Some like uh, Sprint Stars, right, Repops. Right. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. You can get anything now. Right, super it's, cheap. It's crazy. Super cheap. Even Type 34 stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he's Cosmics just... Cosmics are like dime a dozen today. I, I, Cosmics? What color? What shape? What size? Oh, yeah. They're so <laughs> cool, too. I, I think he might, he might have bought a set of those, too. Did he? Yeah. So, he's got a bus and a few things and... I think he's still got a lot of love for the Volkswagen. I don't know that whole story. Right, right. You know, he's always been a good guy to me. I may have to get him on the podcast, man. Because, yeah, you know, my, cool. my, my opinion of Dope Beak Derek, like, bro, he's the guy that broke KCW. He's yeah. the guy that kind of put him on the map with some of the 
the video content and yeah. stuff that he was doing. He dude, he was the guy who would just roll up like like I said, he had that 34, and I remember I walked to the front of it, and I couldn't stick my Converse under it. Right. I was like, man, and then I, held, I put my fingers under it, and my fingers were touching the ground in the front apron. I'm like, he's crazy. Like, this <laughs> yeah, thing is, like, literally scraping the He has no vertebrae anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he actually, I just moved out of my house downtown for eight years. When, when I first moved in there, I was like, I Googled Hoodrat, I'm like, Three blocks away? No way. So I went over there on my bike because he did hood ride bicycles for years. And I, I don't know if he's still doing bicycle stuff, but uh, base guy went over there and he had the killerest, like, cool setup, storage container bicycle thing, like, did all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, I can't even tell you how many cool things Derek has done downtown Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Like, he's part of the reason why that place is so big right now. Nice. You know, him and a bunch of like artists the arts, were doing Arts cool district stuff. and yeah. all that stuff. He yeah. brought, like... Art, music, bicycles, Volkswagens, like he brought a lot of that to downtown. No, I might have to chase him down and get him on the he podcast. He was in one of the first houses down there. Yeah. I remember we'd go like, let's go to Derek's and get a shirt screen printed. Thought that was so cool <laughs> that he would do it right there on the spot. Right, He'd right. be like And now you're doing it here. He was not cheap either. He'd be like forty bucks. I'm like, That's a Hanes like eighteen dollar hoodie. Like, what's up, Derek? Like hook me up. Like but and then I would just pay for it because it was like yeah. a cool logo or stencil, you know? Yeah. And uh yeah, man. Uh, last thing, last time I saw him, we worked on his gear a little bit. So nice. I think he's doing the Roosevelt Diner downtown. But huh. yeah. yeah, well we'll have to we'll, we'll see if we that would be crazy we might if you can get him on the podcast. Yeah. We'll see what's up. We'll help him. I'll promote get him involved. Some of his art stuff. So you get the gear right. So now you got a super dope Type Thirty Four. Yep. And uh, so that thing was just basically. <clears throat> now tell tell the tell the world out there in 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 Let's Talk Does Podcast Land. When you sit behind the wheel of a Type 34, bro, no matter how ratty it is, bro, you feel like you just leveled up, like you're classy. Now you're classy. The world's ready to see you now. You know what's crazy <laughs> about it is you feel like you're in an airplane. <laughs> right. You seriously feel like you're flying. They drive amazing. Yeah. And they're so cool. Like yeah. everybody looks at it like, what is that? You and know? what's so crazy is you go, to these, you, you, know, you go to these car shows and stuff. And when I was at the Classic in 2000. Shoot, 2008 or nine when when we debuted that car. I mean, there were five Type 34 Gias at wow. in, in in the middle of 1,500 cars, and there were you know 50 split windows. So that's crazy. I mean, they're super. I've always said they're super rare, and then yeah. and then I kind of ruined the market when I sold mine. But hey, you're welcome. You're welcome, Type Three people that still held your cars. Yep. Because thank you. They've gone through the roof, and I th and I've always said that they're totally worth it because it they're they're uh a hand-built sports car it's a coach built right but yeah built yeah. by volkswagen that it's it, it's the the production numbers are less than in 1951 my split window that buddy has over his shop oh. they they built a hundred thousand split windows are you serious a hundred thousand nineteen only like forty thousand forty thousand type 34 gears yeah. from 62 to 69 yeah okay 68 like six, six, six or seven yeah. years, right? Yeah, because like, that was a Lee Lee Hedges. Lee Hedges, that yeah. podcast learned a lot right there. Yeah, that guy's a, that, that guy's second car in the world to get an electric sunroof. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, he's I'll, he's in deep, man. So that guy knows he knows his stuff, man. Yeah, I actually need to get on the registry. Yeah, and get all your that. get your seal number registered on. Isn't there, there only like fourteen hundred or no, something? No, they said that there's a couple thousand around, oh, like okay. a couple thousand, but still. I was gonna say because there's like ten in Arizona, and I know where six of them are in riverside chilling on the mountain like i was looking to offer up one day at boats because i got into boats 
weird story. Right. Like old vintage boats. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the background, I'm like, is that a Type 34? I, I messaged this lady. I'm like, hey, what's that car in the background? She goes, it's a Type 3 Gia. I have six of them. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? We need like, to talk. No, no Volkswagen ads or nothing, right? I, right. I'm, it was in Riverside. So I, I like blow her up. I'm like, what's up? You know, and she actually was really cool. And one day we uh, actually drove out to California to deliver some loud luggage Yeah. because I had like five orders in the same town mm-hmm. and it was cheaper for me to just to drive there. Yeah, ship them, yeah. And I was like, I'll go hang out with my buddy. The customer is really cool. Do I come see my shop where they put the loud luggage in and stuff? So I just kind of made a day trip out of it. And uh, me and my lady got to stop there. And it was five Type 34s and an early Gia, and one of the 34s was a sunroof. Wow. Uh, they were, half of them were pretty much beat up and wrecked or rusty or something like that. But um, So I'm looking at my lady, and I'm like, man, there's all this cool stuff here. I can see the garage full of Volkswagen parts, like old gas burner on the wall. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. And uh, I go, I think there's going to be a Porsche here. And what do you know? There's a 356 sitting in the garage covered in crap, dude. She's like, yeah, it's been like that for like 20 years. And uh, basically, I was like, dude, what do you want to sell? You know, I'll take all these 34s. And the, she said, there's a bug I'll there. I'll gladly help you I out. I was like, yeah. that Porsche, I can't afford, but I can find somebody. And I got photos of stuff. And uh, it was crazy because it was like the sun just went down. This lady just opened her gates, plugged in her extension cords, and like showed us her, the, her old her old man stash you know wow. and i'm like this is insane and uh i stayed in contact with her recently the porsche has been sold and now they don't really want to sell everything so probably because they you know probably recoup some money or something yeah yeah so that's yeah. wild well we'll have to keep that on the download we'll yeah so they're out there research they're, that one day there's like 10 in arizona and you know there's five at that lady's house like they're out yeah there. no they're listen there's a lot of there's there's enough of them out there but i just think i just love i just love the cars themselves i just think they're so yeah. they're so nice you know what i mean as far as how they run and just just how they just how the car drives you know what i mean and just it's just a super sporty feel so i'm stoked i got another one coming up but that's awesome enough about me so yeah. let's get back to you so totally. then you so you got the gear you you roll that around for a while. How do you get into the bus? So basically, I've always had. What year's the bus? The the loud luggage bus is a 1957 double door fire truck red. Nice. I believe it was a fire truck because all the bruises and cuts and it basically had holes and stuff where they had like those horns and lights, right? And like a ladder rack and things. But uh, uh, I had a bunch of Volkswagens probably like five in between mm-hmm. the gear but i kept the gear that's my like that's like no, my dream car like you the can't, one car I you can't sell like, it unless you sell it to one. me and i didn't get <laughs> i didn't get one for like eight years so yeah. it took a while and then i got it and it was like yep i'm never selling this and that's why you know it did sit for the last six years yeah but, and me and some buddies got it rolling i put a i built a turbo for it and stuff oh, but really? uh nice. yeah but maybe we'll get back to that so i ended up talking with some friends and I'm like, you know, doing the loud luggage thing. It's getting busier. I'm like, I need a bus. I want a panel, put some logos on it. Cause now I'm falling in love with all this right. rusty gold and, uh, old, the sign writing buses, you know, yeah. I went on yeah. Samba. I probably looked at every Logo single buses. Yeah. I had so, the, the FTD panel bus that, uh, that that's out there. It's a, it's a walk through panel. What? That's so cool. And it has an FTD logo. That was actually my bus oh, that I got from my buddy Chris Cox, who his son, Austin, now 
has that bus. No yeah, and that bus originally came from Las Vegas. Yeah. And then my buddy Chris bought it. He had a, that big wrecking yard in Hesperia. He bought a bunch of stuff out of Vegas. Yeah. And then I ended up doing some trade deal, got that in a 56, and then ended up no long story short, he got it back. But yeah. So uh, basically, Brick Haas Restorations, mm -hmm. Kevin and Trevor found a stash of buses, and there was a panel. And uh, basically, it was like, hey, I want the panel. They're going to do all this hard work and go get the buses. It was insane. I mean, it was uh 23 window a combi mm -hmm. you know a few buses and a, uh what was it a convertible bug bunch of stuff so him and then connor from mid-century motorsports those guys were all involved with that basically got out to tennessee got this whole old man stash of buses cut some up loaded this whole big rig up five car hauler and got busted with no cdl so my brother who you met mm -hmm. i'm like man i was talking to kevin and kevin's like it's really expensive to have somebody come out like right now and drive us back i don't know what we're gonna do so like they got stopped bringing everything back uh they got stopped there because they didn't have a so CDL. they knew they couldn't drive back without a truck driver like, really with a cdl so they were just gonna do it but they're like man we don't want to risk this stash you know so um i was sitting on the phone with kevin i'm like damn that's a bummer you know because like you know we were big team back then everybody was involved and in trying to like get these vehicles and so on the phone i was like wait let me ask my brother and i'm like he's always busy i barely see my brother and my brother's like i actually have two weeks off buy me a plane ticket you know and i'm like are you serious i'm like you'll go to tennessee and drive this truck back with my my, my friends you like barely know and he's like yeah so i'm like fuck yeah so my brother got him a plane ticket, flew him out there. He was at some like chicken and waffles place or some shit. For, and like for hours they had him waiting. He called me, where the fuck are your friends at? Like so <laughs> pissed because he was waiting and waiting, you know, and it was like getting late and they were loading up and it was just crazy. I mean, welded on, welded on uh, ramps on the back, really? you name it. So uh, they get in the rig and my brother drove him all the way back and I got the panel. Nice. Uh, basically Kevin gave me a good deal on that and uh got the panel it had logos underneath the like a couple layers of paint paul's barbecue and really? you've probably seen that bus around it's paul's yeah. barbecue lower sprint stars it's very shiny it's been all buffed out um and so i had that for a little bit just kind of working on the paint and never got it running or driving or anything but I was like, deep down, I'm like, man, I can never put loud luggage logos on this like I wanted to. Right. You don't feel like you feel like you don't want to take it away from not, you, yeah, Paul's cannot, barbecue. Exactly. And uh, so Connor was like, hey, I'll trade you for this 57 double door I got. And I'm just like, what's up? Let me see it. And it had five coats of paint on it. But he went through and sanded like a little piece on each panel. He's like, it's it's all fire truck red underneath, all original everything. But it was like, you know, the engine bay was cut out. And had a hole in the roof. The vents were welded and all crazy. The dog legs needed patching. The nose needed patching. All kinds of stuff. It was hideous. It had like all kinds of paint on it. Sure. But I was like, it's red, which I like better than blue. I'm like, I could put logos on it. It's a double door and it's a press bumper bus. And uh, Trevor was even like, yeah, that's not even a question. Right. You'll have that's one right. of the oldest panels in it. You'll have one of the oldest buses around, dude. And I'm like, all right. And this thing's like, if you look at the hashtag loud luggage bus, you'll see all like, it'll go all the way back to when I got it, stripped the paint. Like you'll see processes. Like it took three years just to get it down to that red. Really? And, uh, yeah. So we traded the boys, 
they got that bus rolling, the Paul's Barbecue bus, uh, a blue 60 combi. Um, the 23 window was sold to a customer or something, and I believe it's now freshly painted at Trevor's shop, which is crazy because that was one of the rustiest buses I've ever seen. So um, that's really cool. You know, all the buses are oh, on yeah. the road, on the road driving. No, that's a, that's a, that's oh, yeah, and I forgot, Dallas. Dallas, uh, <clears throat> Dallas worked at Deluxe. He had one of the buses. Oh, did he? Green and white one. They got that thing rolling, and one of those trips in California, we were all rolling around, and I didn't have my bus that time. But it was really cool and like a special moment for everybody, you know. And those, yeah. It's like especially all those, now, all those relic buses are back yeah. on the road and, and cruising. And I'm pretty sure they're all still driving. Yeah. I think Dallas's old bus is sitting in the backyard over here, but it was on for sale not too long ago. So, but uh, for me, it was like I got to have this bus, and my vision was, you know, all new wiring, all new suspension, brakes, mechanical, everything, Subaru swap, um, just reliable get in and go but original paint ratty looking so that's kind of it took probably three four years to get it where it's at and it's still a project and is it a know? subaru motor in there now yeah oh nice yeah i bought a listen subaru. bro i ain't mad at you dude i'm not i'm not lying up i would love to drive it see how it you drives it? I'll let you and drive see it. kind of power that dude's got we might yeah. have to drag race bro you and me in the crew cab let's do it i'm not even joking <laughs> Line it up. <laughs> we might have to. Dude. We might have to. I'm <laughs> um, super nice. I got a footprint gas pedal, though, so you got to nah, be careful, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, basically, I got this warehouse because I knew I needed to build a bus. I was like, I built a beam, a beam in my backyard. Mm -hmm. I'm like calling people like, dude, what do I do with this beam? Like, <laughs> this thing won't come out. And I'm like, I didn't know what I was doing with a bus. And I worked on a bus. Right. Bugs, working with Buddy Hale. Bugs, I know back of my hand man like we did everything there he taught me how to bend brake lines fittings like he taught me how to yell at it no i'm just kidding buddy <laughs> but he's a really good guy so uh it was really cool learning all that stuff and then getting into a bus and then it's like the same but different a lot heavier a little it, different yeah yeah they're, they're they're completely different what's interesting is when you cut the side plates off a bus it narrows it two inches just when you cut the side plates off and you can flip that to the inside it's an inch and seven eight yeah Two I inches. did it. Listen, I'm a contractor. <laughs> inch and seven eighths is the same as two inches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how we work, bro. I try to get two inches, but you know. <clears throat> but uh, so let's talk about how you started loud luggage because that's really what we're here yeah. to talk about is loud yeah. luggage and and how the genesis of loud luggage begins yeah. and to where you're at today with over 500 pieces sold so far yeah i got a uh, number i think i'm at number like 530 yeah that's pretty awesome that's so crazy basically back in the hood ride days right uh trevor had a suitcase speaker and i it's so funny because my memory of trevor's suitcase speaker was like he basically just put speakers in old luggage. I don't even know if he like took the interior out or anything mm -mm. and just plugged it in and, and he had an amp for his bus. So he right, like, ran it just so it looked cool. And like we'd be turning the corners and I literally have a memory of the suitcase like going back and forth. You know? And I'm like, this is hilarious. And uh, I think Derek had one and a few other people had these like basically speaker boxes. Yeah. And I was like already collecting luggage because all the Volkswagen people always had vintage luggage. And for years, my roommates were like, why do you have all this old luggage? Like vintage stuff wasn't really that popular until about, I want to like say 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they'd ask me and I'd be like, well, I'm going to build a boombox out of it, you know? And basically uh, I was inspired by Trevor and Volkswagen guys. And I wanted, I wanted an all in one system. I was like, I don't want like anything. And then remember the aux jack came out yep. 3.5 millimeter. Yep, yep. 
that was like game changer boom game changer mp3 player ipod whatever right so i was like okay i got this like big ass amp put bolted it to the suitcase after taking apart a couple shirts that were like plaid i I lined the suitcase with plaid shirts and uh put a big 12 inch pioneer in there two four inch full range just wired it up put a big amp just bolted inside and then and uh, that was hardwired to the, to the car back hardwired then. straight to the battery with like roach clips like straight yeah up yeah, roach, yeah. Like little baby jumpers yeah. baby jumpers yeah and which was super sketchy because they would like oh, the yeah. seat back there you know but i <laughs> i actually ended up bolting some of them down but um yeah so just ended up always talking about it i was partying a lot you know mm-hmm. i didn't really do it until i moved out of that house where I was like, you know, I was building the bug and stuff, but I didn't really do that yet. And I just wanted to so bad. So when I moved into one of my friend's house, Cody's, uh, he let me stay there for a few months. I think it was when I got back from the lake and I needed a place to stay and a job. Started working at Buddy's and I built that thing like a year later, two years later or something. Took me like a year or two to build it Mm because I just, like I was partying. It was just an idea of mine. It wasn't really, I'm going to do a company. It was just like, I want this boombox thing, but I'm right. get the bug rolling, all this stuff. And uh, so I got it all done, man. I was so proud of this thing. Um, at that time, I was working at, I got a job at a turquoise factory. So uh, after getting a job at the turquoise factory, I think that's when I left Buddies. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, dude, I got like a full-time Bro, gig. I'm going to the turquoise business. I got to go. Yeah. I'm like, I got a full-time, sorry, which is kind of dumb. Sometimes I regret it because like I do love Volkswagens, but I don't know. It was I always liked gemstones growing up, and I had yeah. like tumblers, and something was calling me to do that. And sure. I was like, man, this is this guy's really cool. <clears throat> you know, I got the job off Craigslist. It was crazy, but uh, yeah. So I started working there, and then uh, oh sorry. That's um, right. What were you? At? So you got the job over there at the rhinestone place. Yeah. And you decide to start, what pushes you to go full-time into the, so you build your first box. What happens to the first box you build? So working there, I remember I brought it into the shop. I was like so proud Yo, of cats, it. Yo, check I'm this like, out. Boss. My boss is a really cool guy. And, uh, and he also inspired me and taught me a lot of business stuff. And he's like, you could, oh my God, you can do this. Like he wanted to give me like a hundred grand, like right away. But I was like, no, I, n- I never want to do that. Like I right. want to build this from, from the roots. So I plugged it into a, a battery jump box and I'm bumping it for all the guys at the shop and they're just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go car show this weekend. And, and then uh, I had the airbagged bug. So that was like, you know, if you got an airbagged bug, it's kind of people want to go come look at it. Anytime right. you got airbags, and you, just, you know. So we go to the Pavilion's car show and I got the, bu- or the, the bug there, loud luggage in the back seat. At that time, I called it Roach Bumps. Right. Me and my friend, uh, Tony... Tony's out of uh, California Hopes and Hacks Restorations. You can check him out on Instagram. He, uh, we, you know, he helped me finish the part of my airbags on the bug. And always, anytime I needed a wrench or a welder or anything, he was like, bring it over, you know? And I had, he's like, that's so cool. What do you call him? And I'm like, I don't know. And everyone was always like, you should, you should do a company. You should do that, you know? Right, right. And I did want to do that, but it was like money. And I didn't really know what to do. So, uh, we called it roach bumps and basically I had my roach bumps in the back seat at the car show, rolled in the bug, laid it out. Everyone was like, Oh my God, so cool. Looking Mm -hmm. at the bug. And I just plugged the iPod in, left it on, walked away. 
went to like YC's and got some food or something like that. Came back and there was like 30 people around my bug. And I'm like, what's going on? The guys were You're like, bro, did it catch fire? Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Cause I had it just wired up. And, uh, the, the guys that run the car show at the pavilions, they hate when you play music in your cars. Cause they, they do the DJ off the McDonald's speakers mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, it's kind of lame, but right. you know, people used to bump back in the day, like hard at car shows. And so I was sitting there, I come back and they're like, whose car is this? Whose car is this? And everybody's like, look at this stereo. And they like, can't believe it. Like there's people like talking about it. There's a guy yelling about it. And I walk up and I'm like, it's mine. Like, what's up? You know, like punk kid. I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. And I turn it up and, and then I turn it down. I'm like, it's cool. Sorry. You know, and I shut it off. And basically uh, a friend was like, Hey, can you build me one? And I was like, yeah, for sure. He's like, how much? I was like, I don't know, 300 bucks. And he's like, cool. So I, I got some speakers and uh, an amp and all that. And I've did some speaker stuff from my brother's friend. He, mm-hmm. he did, that's what he did. You know, and he showed me how to do my bug and some things. And I remember he was like, it's all about the ohms. Right. <laughs> I was like, cool, dude. Right. The, the ohms equal the resistance, which means you're either, it's going to last longer. It's yeah. more sensitive. Yep. The, the less sensitive, like an 8 ohm home speaker, it takes more power to push it versus 4 ohm, which yeah. is the difference. I used to do car audio back cool. in the day. so. And I remember he did my bug, dude, and he just like <clears throat> drilled the ground in. I'm like, I'm like what? And I'm like, this was easy. Why right. am I paying you, you know? So like, me and my friends started building boxes and like making our mini trucks bump. We had a few mini trucks and things sure, like that. Sure. And we always put systems in everything. Everything I had pretty much bumped. But... um. Yeah, so the, the iPod was bumping, everyone was going crazy for it, and my friend wanted one, I built him at one, and that's actually that first one, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure I left the original interior of the luggage inside, and like made a custom piece to go over the magnet, which is, it's, it's, a, it's a blur, it's like 12 years ago, you know? But uh, that's over at Wedge VW in Phoenix. Really? Paul owns this bug. It was my friend's grandpa's bug, 67, he named it Margaret. All OG bug, white. I think it's probably had some interior black swapped out or something at some point. But uh, he used to put that thing around. No matter what, things just went. You know, we, we lowered a little bit with a disc brake kit. I kind of always helped him work on it. Mm-hmm. And um, he bought, like, he was like my first sale. He's like, dude, I don't even care. I want one. Like, I want a bump. And we had the roach clips. And I remember he was like, I need a different on-off switch because the, the loud luggage flung forward and broke. The switch broke off. And, right. You know, we had to tune it up a few times. But, uh, yeah, Paul had bought that bug. It went through a few people. And the luggage has been in the back under a blanket this whole time. Really? And I don't know if Paul listens to this, but, Paul, you got to bring me that luggage. Because <laughs> that is so cool, and I would love to see it because it's literally like yeah, the first piece. piece of art, you know. And so when do you come up with the name Loud Luggage? Uh, basically, you know, I'm doing a few of them for friends. Mm-hmm. We're making jokes, calling it Roach Bumps, working in the garage, you know. And uh, I'm like, I want to do this. My boss is like, you should do this. Every one of my friends is like, you should do this. My family. And I'm like, okay. So I thought of Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. LV. They got the really cool print. I always thought that was like a really cool design. I thought of Loud Vintage. And I was like, yeah, Loud Vintage. And then I was like, Loud Luggage. I'm like, is that too much? You know? And my buddy's like, no, dude, do it. You know? Yeah. So that was it, man. Just kind of boom from there. It was like Volkswagen guy, friend, family member, this guy, that guy. Hey, like I saw that. Where'd you get that? Like hot rod guy, you know, a neighbor, 
you know, my brother was always supporting. He had one at his wedding. The photographer was like, I got to have one. You know, it was so cool. Yeah. We actually, uh, we played at my brother's <clears throat> wedding. I brought his loud luggage and I played that song by Jagged Edge, the remix, Let's Get Married. Yeah. Bomb. Bombed it for him. <laughs> it was so funny. And so, so, so how do you, so you started off with everything being hard clipped to the car with the roach clips and all that stuff. Yeah. And then technology starts going crazy, right? With like, so, uh, you know, battery packs, yeah. lithium, lithium ion batteries and, yep. uh, you know, the three, the 3.5 jack kit and some stuff like that. So, so it was all about the aux jack. Right. And then the next step was like, how do we make these portable? So I had a friend involved and he helped me with a few things and he looked up some Chinese amps and batteries basically for like CVT cameras. Sure. And I'm like, I, I was like, I don't like those, you know, and basically I ended up calling around like 10 battery companies in the USA. Like I was just like, I'm just going to call them because that's what I learned from my turquoise factory boss. Never met anybody that worked harder than that guy. Oh, the machine broke. I need to go get a belt. Oh, swamp cooler broke. I need to go get a belt or whatever. Go to Home Depot. He always would just go get it or call somebody, get the shit done. But that's why he's very successful. Right. And he's done so many things. Rock star, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had that motivation. Literally a rock star. Yeah. You, you wouldn't believe a turquoise <laughs> factory guy? No, I believe it. The, the, the stories I know, I, <laughs> the coolest action movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say a lot of them. <laughs> no, I believe but it. But there's some cool stuff yeah. between. Yeah. Who thinks about the people that do the turquoise? Nobody. Right, right. Nobody. Just like who built the luggage, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, so. You, so you start, so with a 3.5 jack and then the battery powers, you start calling places for batteries yeah. or for some power supplies and stuff like that. So how do you get, how do you start putting the pieces together and where do you come up? Because I, I noticed looking at the, looking at the pieces, you got a lot of different designs and different mm -hmm. pieces and, um, the evolution from hardwired to battery powered. Now you're doing Bluetooth, right? Yep. So you got Bluetooth. I think Bluetooth came around in 2015. Yeah. Cool story on that too. So it was all about the aux jack. Got that down. Found a battery company in California. Super cool. New the new technology too, mm -hmm. not the old stuff, not lipos or anything weird. Uh, super reliable, true lithium performance. And the dude was just cool. Like, to be honest, like, that's what it was. You can get a battery from, like, any company. Mm -hmm. It's really about where it's really coming from, where their factory is at, and the service. That's what it came down for me. And this guy, Kevin, was just cool with me. And uh, I'm still using them all these years. I've there's probably bought 400 batteries from them, you yeah. know, which is awesome. You know, yeah. most of them are battery models. No. But the whole model... Traveler model. Traveler is basically rechargeable. So what's the difference? So you got a couple of different you, you, different units. What's the difference in the units when people want to buy some of these different luggage pieces? So even in the beginning, I always had the vision of the deluxe model. Mm -hmm. It's two sides to the deluxe, the inside and the outside. You got your components like the jail bars. Mm -hmm. That came about because I wanted interior on the deluxe models. So like plaid, like built you open the box it's all boxed off you got plaid pockets or plaid whatever or leather you know there's all kinds of hounds tooth i've used sure um so you got the deluxe model so the deluxe model opens the other units are sealed shut yes okay yes and then we got so you can have the traveler deluxe rechargeable and opens mm -hmm. the traveler which is rechargeable and then the home model plugs into the wall but they're all bluetooth and they're all auxiliary so you have two inputs 
and we can do custom inputs if mm-hmm. people want to do whatever. We can do micro mic, microphones and right, right. all kinds of cool stuff I do. I've done yeah. some guitar amps and like guitar cases and stuff. I've done guitar cases that actually one of them I built custom for this blues player dude, uh, Big Bones Malone. He uh, he brought me this case and he's like, I want to fit the guitar inside, but make it a guitar amp and a boombox. And I got it done. Nice. It was super cool. So it was a boombox, loud luggage, uh-huh. a guitar amp with a preamp built in and everything. Really? And then it housed his guitar inside. So it's wow. a one-stop shop. Yeah. Super cool. So uh, I think the first Bluetooth was, it went to Travis Barker from Blink-182. Really? Yeah. Get out of here. No joke, dude. Instagram. I'm not even joking you. I was on Instagram and I saw his thing and it said he had a photo of all these speakers in a house, like a wall of speakers. And he put every, every wall in my dream house would be this. And I'm like, I literally put, you need a loud luggage. Three months later or something, I get this email from a publicist like, Oh, I'm Travis Barker. And I'm like, who's messing with me? You right. know, all the buddies are like reading it. They're like, I think this is real. And I'm like, let me check the, the chick's name out. Dirt Nasty's publicist and all these other rappers and musicians and stuff. Sure. I'm like, this is crazy. It's real. So, uh, end up getting a, a, he's like, I want a murdered out black loud luggage. So I got a black loud luggage, uh, white piping murdered out, of, uh, his like Cadillac logo as the airport and, uh, figured out the Bluetooth, how to do like a voltage regulator and all this stuff. Cause it wasn't as easy ba- as it is now. There's right. like modules for everything. So I got it to work and it's like, like you turn it on, it's like Bluetooth on, <laughs> it's like password and all this stuff. It's, it's crazy. But uh, it was really cool. Big woofer in it. Yeah. I did like uh, flannel inside, deluxe nice. model, all blacked out, everything. The volume, bass, and treble was like a 12-gauge shotgun and 44 mags. Oh, get out I of here. I actually like popped Took them the in my vice. The- Boom! Popped them off in the vice, the casings, the, what do they call that? The fire pack or right, something. Right, right. And uh, the 12-gauges were loud. There's yeah, a video I somewhere bet. of doing that. <laughs> Boom! And yeah, his was the first Bluetooth. And from there, it was like, everyone has to be Bluetooth. Just yeah. has to be. Yeah. No no, $25 extra, $30 extra. Why? Just do it Bluetooth. That's the future. So for five years, they've all been Bluetooth and auxiliary. Because you never know. You got an old iPod, your phone broke. Just right. plug the iPod on, keep the party going, you know? Yeah, that's it. So, so now the battery technology has evolved quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. From when you first started to where you're at now. So someone buys one of your units, like <clears> they, char- they get a full charge on it. How long does that, how long does that battery last for? Uh, most batteries on a single charge will last around 10 to 20 hours. It just depends on your volume. Okay. Put pretty big batteries in them. Most of them. Really? So you could, so like loud enough to listen to driving around in your bug with a stinger. The whole way to California from here. Really? Yeah. No issues. Yeah. Some of them, the small ones, it's hard Mm -hmm. to get loud sound out of them once we stuff them with everything. Right. But they still sound good. Like if we were chilling right now, it'd be great. But the big ones, some of them really bump. They walk themselves. Really? So it just depends on your output, how and, much are you really using it. And are you doing Are you doing uh, crossovers inside them and stuff like that yeah. too? Everyone gets a custom crossover. Um, it just really depends on the setup. You'll see a lot of them. I use a lot of the same speakers. You know, back in the day, I had more time to do like weird knobs and 
you know, vintage Fisher or Pioneer or Sansui, like cool speakers. Cause I, I actually love vintage speakers in them. That's yeah. like, I love seeing yeah, the vintage spe- speakers with the, with the corrugated surround Some and stuff of them, like, like that. Like the ones yeah. behind me, these old Kenwoods right there. Yeah. Uh, my buddy William over at Wedge VW, he actually found, it's got the Volkswagen accessories on it. So we call that the super deluxe when you can put yeah, the know, badges and ashtray and, uh, we're calling it the stovetop because that grill over the mid. Yeah, the chrome grill is like a 70s. That's like a 70s speaker grill. We just picked up a 67 Bug that has two of those oh, grills really? in it. Oh, yeah. really? He had two of them. Uh-huh. He wanted to put the one over the high, but I was like, nah, we got to leave that because it's got a chrome dust cap. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so they're all basically you know, built not like crazy to spec because they're all different. They all have their own sound. I mean, every, know? every piece really, when, when someone's buying one of these, they're, they're not just buying like a off the shelf. Oh, look, you got one too. I got one too. And they're identical. Like every one is yeah. different, like a fingerprint pretty exactly. much. I mean, there's fingerprints on them. Trust me. Uh, I sign and date everyone inside. Sometimes I put notes. Sometimes, you know, I just put, you know, peace, love, right. The VW guys, I usually write a VW inside and I send every customer. I send them a photo of the final inside. I don't post much because I get so many people asking me, you know, I love to help anyone out, but I'm not trying to give away my secrets. Right. You got secret sauce. You know, bro. I have yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Listen, I whip this up. There's some proprietary stuff that you'd Seriously. like to hold on to. Just like everybody. Yeah. And and the reality is, I mean, you know, it's it's something that that you do. I personally don't think it's that expensive to get something that's hand built because where can you buy something hand built in the United States anymore, right. especially something that's as unique as this. I mean, what do you go through to get the luggage? Like, what does it take to get the luggage for you? You know, it used to be everywhere. Goodwills for five bucks, friends, swap meets, Volkswagen shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're still at the Volkswagen shows, but there used to be stacks of them. Um, Eric Lucier, second half scooters. You might know him through Buddy and Matt and those guys. He actually gave me my first stack of like vintage luggage. Like he had the tweed ones, like yeah. the old ones. And he was like, I was going to do that. I was going to build these into speaker boxes, boom boxes, you know? And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, you should have. Like, I probably would have been working for you. Right. You know, but uh, he gave me my first stack and like, I just started collecting them. And it was like, I don't even know what it is about the luggage, but I love vintage luggage. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. When I go to the antique store, I don't walk out of there empty handed. So did you, or did you somehow by proxy of doing this become kind of an expert in old school luggage? Like you can look at a piece and be like, that's mm-hmm. a Samsonite, that's yeah. a Louis Vuitton, that's a this, that's a yeah. that. I'd say more than I do know about like the older splits and stuff. I know a lot about the Volkswagen models and buses and tech right, right. and stuff. But like when you get into like splits and Kuba wagons and stuff, like I don't really know that stuff. But luggage, but luggage, is, luggage like, is your game. I'm like, oh, Lady Baltimore, American Tourister, Samsonite, you know, like I can What's the see rarest it. piece of luggage like that's out there? If somebody, if somebody's in a thrift shop, give somebody a tip right now. If you're in a thrift shop and you see a piece of luggage that says Louis Vuitton, they're so expensive. Yeah, well, yeah, but you really think I mean, you're we're talking find, five Have you found any Louis Vuitton at a, at a thrift store? Not once. All right, so give me something that somebody could really run into that's pretty unique. That that they're not super. I mean, they're um, they're unique. a crown. Crown luggage. Really? Crown is pretty cool brand. I, I barely see. So what makes Crown like? Like, did you did you get into some of the history on luggage? Different luggage companies, stuff like that. You know what's crazy is there isn't any. Really? Like, who do you know that worked at a luggage factory or sold vintage luggage? Nobody. Right. I want to know these people. I want to know why there is old newspaper in some of them. Because <laughs> some of them, I stripped the interior, 
and there's a uh, newspaper glued down from 1930s, 1940s, 50s. I'm really? like, why would they glue? So out of 500-ish luggages I've torn apart, uh, brought back to life, I should say, uh, I've probably found seven to eight, nine, maybe, maybe 10 that had this newspaper. I got a couple right now I can show you. They have newspaper glued inside. Actually, I only have one right now. The one went out the other day. But um, it's weird. I'm like, is this a sign? Like, like underneath the fabric inside, yeah. they glued on newspaper, yeah, huh? Yeah, straight up. Like straight to that wood that they have. And what's crazy is that that pretty much dates it right there, right? Yeah. So some of them do have dates. I had, it was like five, five cents for a bottle of whiskey on some of it. And yeah. it's like really old stuff. Well, what would you do if you tore the fabric out and there's a VW ad, like an ad for Volkswagen for sale? I leave even, it. I probably wouldn't <laughs> cut it. Uh, recently, this guy fell in love with it. So we actually kept one side when you opened it instead of doing like plaid pockets and stuff mm -hmm. we just left the newspaper and i was able to use like water and like get a lot of it off with like a scraper and a toothbrush and stuff and then i clear coated it with this special excuse me the special stuff to like preserve the old newspaper or you could do some of that old grandma vinyl uh, upholstery <laughs> covering, you know, like grandma had in the house where they cover all the oh, all gosh. the seat cushions yeah. with that clear vinyl. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can do that. Bass boat, baby. That's Bass it. boat. That's it. But uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I don't know any luggage history. I do have some old Samsung ads. And that's one cool thing is if you look up vintage luggage ads, there's a lot of, there's a lot of vintage luggage ads on Google and stuff. But um, it's... I've never met anybody that worked or any that knows anything about a luggage factory or any of that. Hmm. There is a guy, he's making luggage now, right now, just like they did the old tweed ones. So like the really old, like sewn edges and stuff. And you, right. you have to have a special sewing machine for that stuff. Right. And like he, it's called, I think his Instagram is the vintage luggage and he makes luggage just like the Just old like tweed ones, make, yeah. it's amazing. They're like $3,000. I mean, they're fairly, they got to be fairly, fairly durable because they've made it all these years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But oh, that's a cool thing about the luggage is it's a speaker box. They're built solid. It's a box. Yeah. It's, most of it's good wood. Uh, I do thicken mo like pretty much everyone up with MDF, either eighth oh, inch, do? quarter inch, half inch, three quarter inch. Just depends on the size sure. and, and the budget of the customer. So. And you got, um, looks like you got some real gator up there. <laughs> yeah, got some gators. But yeah, the, the old, like, you know, there's some, you know, obviously the big name stuff. Louis yeah. Vuitton, Crown. Uh, there's a brand called McBrien uh -huh. I don't see much of. That's really cool. Uh, Louis Vuitton, they originally made Louis, Louis Vuitton was the luggage for Rolls Royce. Is that what it was? Is that where it originally came from? Um, I was reading about it the other day, but I didn't, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. So... Well, anybody got some old luggage literature, you know where to send it, right? Yeah. So we can get uh, get up here in Brentley shop. I'm all actually over the walls. looking for a Louis Vuitton briefcase or carry-on size for a customer. So if anybody has an old luggage laying around that says Louis Vuitton on it, that's it. Hit, hit you me up. up. Hit you for up for sure. Well, no, that's rad. So what do you? So where do you see the next technology of this stuff going? And then, uh, you know, and kind of back to this uh, in regards to the actual speakers and stuff you use. Do you use modern day components or do you try to get old school stuff or what do you prefer? So 95% of loud luggages, it's all brand new stuff. Okay. Down to the RCA cords, everything, the wiring, the solder, you name it, crossover. Speaker, and everything's, everything's soldered inside? Uh, soldered, glued, bolted, strapped. So it's not coming apart. You can shake them. Like I make sure because 
Volkswagen guys. Yeah, yeah. Can't tell you how many times I fix my friends. Yeah. The, out of all of them, my friends are the ones that break them the most. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you do that? But like, you know, that's a cool thing. You can fix a speaker or whatever. But uh, probably 95% of them, I just, after it blew up a little bit mm -hmm. and it's blown up again, I'm like to the next tier. It's awesome. I got Let's Talk Dubs in the house. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's just amazing. That's it. <laughs> so it was like, I just had to step it up. And it's like, I have to buy 20 of the same switches. I can't do different cool VW knobs and stuff anymore. Right. I can't do, you know, ashtrays from a early low light Gia anymore. You know, you can't buy that stuff for 10, 20 bucks. No. So, um, a lot of the friends originals, uh, are really cool and unique and weird stuff on them. I have a few, you can see on that rack over there. There's probably like 10 of them there that have came back yeah. for whatever reason. Um, friends have left them here, uh, basically let people trade them in. So, hey, I want a new loud luggage. I give them store credit on a new one, and then I just save the old one as art. So some of them work. Some of them are broken. Some of them just sit there empty. But if you ever trade in your loud luggage, you get the new one, and I just keep it as art. And where do you, so where do you see the technology going as far as like what you're doing? What's, what's some of the stuff that you're looking forward to to be able to provide for people on well, these things? Obviously, I you know, always want them to be the boom box. Mm -hmm. Um, so the base is the goal for these things to have a little bit of rumble to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Always. Yeah. Um, you want to be able to cruise in your Volkswagen with some sound. Do you have anyone that has sub sub controls? Yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. So you can actually turn the sub up separately from a couple of them. Nice. There's, I, I, I did this one that actually has a full digital like DSP, which is like you plug in the computer yeah, yeah. and like, Program. like a dyno. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, that was like, that's like new stuff. And I don't really want to get too crazy into that digital right. because it, I want to keep it more simple, simple and clean. But like we've been doing obviously the jail bars since day one, open the case to your interior space, lay it on the jail bars. Um, and then it was uh, the next accessory was like a shoulder strap. Mm -hmm. Then we were putting ashtrays in them, bottle openers. Uh, now we're doing flashlights. So it's like right by the handle, I put a little switch. And now your loud luggage is a flashlight, oh, which nice. like I basically, one of my friends was stumbling back at buses by the bridge to his bus. And I was at that time I was building his loud luggage. And I was like, I'm going to put a light on your loud luggage. And I got like a led license plate light or something and put it on there. And it's, it's badass. Yeah. It lights, up the light, like, light lights up his pathways. He's walking back to his bus. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So his was the first and now I've probably done about 10 or 20 of them in the last year. So those are all options that people can pick on your website yeah. or you have a website or you do everything through Instagram or, or what are you doing? How are you doing this? I have the website, uh, loudluggageco.com. It's, you can go buy a loud luggage off there. You can select one that's blank. There's a make it a custom page. Uh, basically, you pick the case, and then from there, we you talk to me. Every single order goes through me. Um, we work with your budget or what you you what you want, you know. Or some some people just say, hey, do what you want. I got I got a thousand bucks. Like do what you would do and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool to have freedom. Yeah. And then it's cool to work with people too and like put their emblems and, or like a weird badge they had when they were a kid. Like I've done so many cool things. You know, I did a, this guy, he bought like a, the CD player he had in his car in high school. Mm -hmm. He paid like $400 to get it off eBay. Six disc changer and everything. 
and we put that in a loud luggage. Really? Yeah. Not the disc changer, but the yeah, but CD the, player. But the head had. unit itself? He's like, I got to have this unit. I and it works? It works. It was like perfect. Brand new. So like, it, so so it'll work off the battery supply that's in there yeah, and I it'll run for it. a while? I, it, he says he never has to charge it. Really? He's like, it lasts so long. Because those, I mean, I thought it, you know, I didn't know how it would sound because it's an old CD player deck. Mm-hmm. It looked a little used, but I think it just sat around. And uh, I can't remember the speakers I ran on, just some four-inch, you know, car speakers. And, you know, I don't know the crossover, but um, it was really cool because that CD player, you can actually have a little equalizer, too. So he's all beep, 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 beep. He's all adjusting it. And he had AM, FM. I put an antenna on it. Nice. It was so cool. Nice. So uh, basically, like, I see them in the future all connecting together. Now they have Bluetooth modules where you can like connect multiple things. Oh, that's rad. So like imagine being in like 10 people. Yeah, you put five, five boxes all around you or, or a bunch of your buddies and you guys all share boom. your code and then boom, like everybody's connected. A customer hit me up the other day and he's like, man, for the wedding, uh, we forgot our speakers and we had a projector. We just plugged in the loud luggage and killed it. Just nice ran the show with the loud luggage i'm like nice. that's amazing i've had a few other customers tell me they play the projector with their kids for movie nights and you know i've done it a few times too that's right that's where that 3.5 millimeter comes in handy because yeah. you can plug that in mail to mail boom boom have your input output yeah that's awesome so well very cool man so if people want to get at you uh what's the best way for them to get a hold of you uh hit me up on instagram loud luggage co or get my phone number off the website or Instagram. Uh, my email is Brentley, B-R-E-N-T-L-Y, at loudluggageco.com. You know, you can text me, call me, email me. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's 2020. That's Shouldn't it, be man. any hard to get in contact. <laughs> right. And you're pretty, you're pretty fast. Get back to everybody. Yeah. If I don't answer, I'm usually, you know, working on stuff. But uh, I usually get back to you that day and... Uh, get the ball rolling orders take about three to four weeks sometimes longer you know i got about 15 ish orders right now and i've got a couple friends that help me part-time randomly mm-hmm. yeah but i'm basically a one-man army right now yeah so. no you're looking at, you look you got a cool shop here and you guys will be able to see the video on youtube when we post the video on youtube yeah but he's got a cool shop and a bunch of stuff over here that's just like just cool vintage luggage man just all over the place and he's got a bunch of uh, a bunch of cool old school VW stuff over here, and he's got his refrigerator bus. Yeah, That's the pizza got, bus. It's almost it's original. I think mostly original and uh, no rust. Yeah, no yeah. rust at all. Yeah, it just needs a little CLR. That's it. That's a little, it. A little CLR. A little CLR. <laughs> That's all it needs. But uh, yeah, anybody you want to give shout outs to or thanks to for, oh, you just had, congratulations, just had a baby just recently, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of changed your game a little bit, right? Oh, man, she is a life changer. Yeah. For real. Everything they say about babies it's true let me tell you guys but uh it's also amazing it's like yeah. you made that yeah it's like that feeling when you're trying to train a dog and stuff i hate to say that but like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like having another animal yeah but you love it and you care for it so much i mean it's 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 crazy she's yeah. all i think about that's you it know? so it's it's a it is a life changer yeah you know and one day you may have your kid next to you editing and doing video on your podcast yeah. like we're doing. Yeah, that's cool. But it's like, you know, all you can hope, I think what, what, you, what you do is you want your kid to be their own person, mm-hmm. but you also, it, it's kind of like this thing where you hope that they're, in, they're into what you're into so you guys can share yeah. some of the same passions. We just wanted to be her. That's it. We actually, uh, my lady, shout out to Aaliyah, love you, babe. She, uh, she has to drive the bug. We we built her a 66 bug. Mm-hmm. Took us 11 months. It's pink. 
which is weird because it's a 66 pink bug just like I drove in high school. <laughs> but uh, it was all flat black. And when we took the paint off, it was pink. And I'm like, you know, we had it down to everything. The yeah. windows out, fenders off, you name it. It was like a paint job. I go, babe, we can either paint this, clear coat it, whatever you want to do. She goes, let's clear coat it. So it's patinaed pink. Original is pearl white underneath. Nice. But uh, So we clear coated it. And the other day she's like, let's go to Volkstock. You know, it's yeah. weird with COVID and having a baby, it is. but you know, we're going to mask up. We're not going to you know, chill around too much. Sorry guys. You know, we love you, but you know, we got to play it safe, Yeah. but we're going to make appearance show face. Cause like, it's been lonely for everybody. Dude, like we're trying to get a out suck and drive. Year. It's been a suck yeah. year, man. And now we got this great weather. Yeah. So the other day I posted on Facebook, like, Hey, anybody ever put a car seat in a Volkswagen? And a few local people were like, yeah, I did front and back two straps. You know, my buddy Hyman freaking put a plate under his pan, the whole, like, bolted that thing down big time. And that was his only vehicle. Yeah. You know, he drove his kid around. I was like, that's amazing, you know, and heard some good things from some of the lady, VW ladies from the Busties. Uh, and um, so we, we strapped her down in the front seat with the VW seat belt. And then I got a big toe strap. <laughs> I, I double strapped her. I'm like, like this kid ain't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm not just going to do the VW, this old crappy VW seatbelt. Right. Which I'm actually going to order some new ones, probably from Wolfsburg West or something. But, yeah. Um, you know, some repops because I love the old new rusty fabric. ones. New fabric, but with yeah. my lady and the baby, got to yeah. have a new seatbelt. So we, uh, you can see the bug right here on the lift that we're working on again. It took yeah. up for Volkstock tomorrow. So just going through the brakes, I'm going to, strap that thing down again for the baby and the baby loves it you know she's got little toy bugs and stuff and oh, I, yeah. she's only four months but like i think she knows like they do that's mama's no, car man. that kid right there was ejected this, this kid right my 20 year old son's here with us and he was uh he was launched out of a 67 bug no way yeah he, he held on for dear so life you on, you on put a car seat in <laughs> no no he was like five or oh. six or no he was belt. yeah he was like i i grew up in the no seatbelt age my parents didn't have me to seatbelt so he's it was like good do for a me. burnout <laughs> dad no no we went to we went to like uh we went to uh like the dollar store he he got something oh, i took him to the dollar store and then we, he went to go get out you know sometimes the door sticks and i was like i ah, just come out my side so oh he, it opened he had like popped his door open yep. a little bit so we left the, the complex and i had a turbo this the beige 67 that buddy hale ended up with that used to be oh. mine. that was my car dude that's i i yeah. i think we brought it back yeah when and you dropped the double yeah, cab yes yeah he yeah, loved that thing yeah that's his favorite year so he was For so sure. my son andrew's in the car we're coming back from the dollar store and i had to whip a u-turn to go back to oh, my house my and i had the turbo bug so of course you have your kid in your car I'm like all right bro you ready for the boost <laughs> no and, and the door flings open his windows halfway down both his hands just grab the window and he's dragging his knees on the ground oh, my that gosh. was the day i got my first dad of the year award so you got plenty of those coming your oh, way trust man. me <laughs> that is so insane that should be a shirt of yours. <laughs> no joke. Kid, yeah, kid hanging off the like glass. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Smoke, yeah. The shoes smoking from Dragon or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I feel it. a little bit better because my lady drives like a grandma. She ain't going to be turboing around yeah. her U-turns or nothing. Every, every day since that day when this kid gets in the car, the first thing he always <laughs> looks for is the seatbelt. Every single time. I bet. That's I it. bet. It's just seared in his brain. Life man. lesson. So... Well, man, Brentley, I'm glad we got you on the podcast, yeah. man. I'm super stoked we got to do this and uh, look too. forward to kicking with you for a little bit tomorrow at Volkstock. And, yeah, uh, totally. Uh, you know, it just so happened that uh, I was coming down to, I, I've been wanting to get out of the house for a while and I thought like, man, I got to get out of here, That's man. Awesome. Like, And so then I, I saw the, 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 the get down was happening down here. So I was like, ah, I'll go check that out. Yeah, bring some, yeah, bring yeah. some parts to Buddy. 
And then I saw that Volkstock was happening this weekend. So I was like, oh, okay. There's also a show in Parker, Arizona this weekend too. And so... Uh, it's crazy, all this stuff going on. And, and so I've had my breaks and stuff for my split window for Buddy for like a couple months, and I got to bring him down to him, drop him off, and then. Nice. So we'll be out of Volkstock tomorrow, man. If you guys would be out there, well, you but when you guys will be hearing this tomorrow, it'll be today. It'll be Saturday, and we'll be at uh, Volkstock. So if you're in Arizona, man, come by, say hey to Brantley, come by the booth, say hey to me, I'll give you some free stickers. And, yeah. Uh, let's man, talk dubs. Let's talk dubs, brother. I Always. appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Totally. Keep it loud. All right, later. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house.